Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonalls. That. Yes, we are experiencing old timers here at <laughs> Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the old timers version of <laughs> Unlock Your Wealth Radio. That's what- <laughs> a, Wait we're, a minute. We're starting a new season. It is now the, the season of uh, seasoned citizens. Not Maybe. the season of the witch, that's for sure. It's the season of, <laughs> season of, uh, of Alzheimer's, yeah. 20. Regardless of we what should. season it is, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I am your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by the maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And uh, by the old-timer, Michael Terry. Yeah, and I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So first off, new season, starting over with the keys to riches. Our key is? Acceptance and affirmation. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I thought that uh, it was like a lobotomy getting that out of you this morning. <laughs> and uh, and then we have a, a cool guest uh, from the Tax Revolution Institute, one of my new f- found friends from the Freedom Fest. That's a lot of Fs there. Wasn't, wasn't he, uh, didn't he play one of the characters in Miami Vice? That was Don Johnson. This is Dan Johnson. Got a different vowel there. You were having trouble with the A's this morning. You yeah. couldn't get acceptance. You're like, acknowledgement. <laughs> but no, what? Yes, yeah, so Dan Johnson from the Tax Revolution Institute will be joining us. And we have Moolah Word of the Day. Cool. So we got we're lots off, of good we're stuff. Off to a good season. Yes. So starting it off well. So brand new season, brand new key, brand new guests, all brand spanking new. We're going to close out this year with a grand slam. Cool. What do you say? So it's the season of savings is technically what it is because, you know, we've got uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving and and, And uh, Christmas. Christmas. Chow Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and what uh, and Festivus from Seinfeld. All the Seinfeld holidays. (laughs) The holiday for the rest of us. (laughs) So uh, yeah, so we have all sorts of things going on, but um, it 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 could be the season of spending, but we're going to make it a season of savings. So we're going to have a lot of fun this season. 
cool. with a lot of different things that we could do um, when it comes to managing your money effectively and surviving the holidays. Not only just surviving the holidays, but we're going to give you the tools to thrive through time. the holidays. Have a great time. Yes. So thanks so much for stopping by. Uh, so the Keys to Riches is now its own show. If it's been a while since you've been here or you're just arriving for the first time, thanks for stopping by. But the Keys to Riches, for those of you who are not familiar, is a financial philosophy I created that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. We do this one week at a time, one key at a time at Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And you can find us on this station's dial, Anywhere on the internet or our local affiliates, as well as its own website, keystoriches.com. And if you stop by, please sign up for our video um, series on this because it used to be a paid series. You had to pay 360 bucks. It was 20 bucks a month to participate the way we used to have the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. And you worked at it all year. So, uh, so instead of doing one key a month now, we're doing one key a week. And so you'll get to take the video course. And in 90 days, you can completely do a 180 with your personal finances if you apply these keys. So, um, it's, it's kind of like my gift to you. Um, we also have new and improved information. Plus we have our future series. So you get your feet wet with the keys to riches and become financially literate. And then you can move on to our financial fluency programs and our financial masteries, which are mega investment power powerhouse investment program. So please visit us at keystoriches.com for all of the Keys to Riches financial philosophy, good stuff. And this week's key, which is acceptance and affirmation. Uh, so, um, uh, la, 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 la. Moolah word. Moolah word. There we go. Took me a second. So, Moolah word. So, as we go through our Keys to Riches financial philosophy, our fourth key is knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. And this gives you the strategy that we deploy to make money management successful. Uh, we incorporate that with all of our biology-based money management techniques. But essentially, that particular key has to do with this week's Moolah word of the day. And because we use uh, what we call our 3-5 financial strategy, where we ask three questions and then we also address five areas of concern. So the three questions are, quick quiz. Uh, where? And, yeah. Where, where am I? Where am I? Uh, where am I going? Ding, ding. And what's the difference? You are our winner. Woo! Applause. The crowd goes wild. Okay, yes. so let's see if we can match that. Want to go double or nothing with the five areas of concern? Jeez. Oh, uh, no. No? Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll give you another year to learn yeah, those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the five areas of concern that we must address, financially speaking, are income and expenses. Right. And then protections. Mm -hmm. Then we move into asset accumulation asset multiplication, and then asset, asset preservation. preservation. Ding, ding, ding. You got one out of five. Way to go. Way to go. Yeah. Well, that, so that's the one that I, that I work on the most. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, yes, because why. you're an old timer. Right, <laughs> Actually, we all should be working on it. That's, that's a misnomer, but I just like to poke fun at you because you're the oldest guy in the room. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I got the money. Now I got to, now I got to preserve it. 
Yeah, so that's the key. But we, you know, uh, what we need to know is that we need to be setting aside for that. The sooner we start, the less we have to save for more money later on. If kids start sooner than you did, they don't have to contribute as much, and they can end up with more than you have. That's like the cool thing that we don't understand about money management. Nobody takes the time to explain it. It's certainly not taught in our schools. But given that, there is a particular term that is today's moolah word of the day that has to do with when we answer that first question, which is, where am I? And so uh, we do something called a balance sheet. That's where we figure out where we are. This is what we have, what we owe, and then what's the difference determines what our net worth is. Mm -hmm. At that particular moment when we do this, where am I worksheet? And so a term, our our moolah word of the day, is a phrase and it's current assets. So this is a balance sheet item which equals the sum of cash and cash equivalents like accounts receivables, inventory, marketable securities, prepaid expenses, and other assets that could be converted to cash in less than one year. Um, so notice that real estate kind of didn't fit in there because it's a little bit, it's it's a tangible asset, but it's very tough to convert um, at, it's a, it, at around its value, really? you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay. so marketable securities, prepaid expenses, accounts receivable, cash equivalents, inventory, and other assets that could be converted to cash in less than one year. A company's creditors will often be interested in how much that company has in current assets, since these assets can be easily liquidated in case the company goes bankrupt. In addition, current assets are important, important, Here's our, as we were talking about being articulate and, and enunciating properly earlier. The, the mispronounced word of the day. Yes, our mispronounced word of the day. Impotent. Um, <laughs> I lost my place now. In addition, current assets are important to most companies as a source of funds for day-to-day operations. And so because... When we, when money becomes personal and when we get to this quote, personal finance, we screw everything up because of our biology based tendencies, uh, when it comes to money management. So that's why when we manage our personal finances, we need to think in terms of a business. So, so that's why I like to share all of these great business finance terms. So current assets is something that you need to be paying attention to. And in simple terms, this is the pile of money we need to grow And the current liabilities is the pile we need to extinguish. Shrink. (laughs) Make it virtually non-existent except for the stuff that is leveraging ourselves at a financial arbitrage that profits us. And what I mean by all of that sophisticated jargon is we borrow money on things that make us more money than it costs to pay. Like mortgages. Yeah. Not Ferragamos. Financing your Ferragamos is a no-no. Yeah. Those are the liabilities we need to ditch. There's a book there, I think. Yes, for sure. Financing your Ferragamos. There you go. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should make the book title. Financing your Ferragamos and other personal finance eccentricities. Uh, so anyway, so that's it for our moolah word of the day. But uh, I'm excited because we're going to have one of my Freedom Fest friends, my new friends on today's episode. And uh, that would be uh, my new buddy from the Tax Revolution Institute, and that's Dan Johnson. He is the executive director 
And he supports a tax revolution because no one should fear the IRS if they haven't done anything wrong. So uh, Mr. Johnson started his first activist organization out of his dorm room at the tender age of 18. Over the next two and a half years, he grew Panda, which was People Against the NDAA, into the largest movement resisting a federal law at the local level in the United States. In the meantime, he wrote for over a dozen news sources, including the Huffington Post, Policy Mike, Occupy.com, Western Journalism, The Fifth Column, and others. Dan has been a featured speaker at over 100 events, appeared on numerous radio and television shows, and serves as president of the board of the Solutions Institute, an activist training center. As the executive director of the Tax Revolution Institute, he is dedicated to exposing incompetence and corruption at the Internal Revenue Service. And I think that his appearance here on today's show just reiterates the importance of what's going to happen this next electoral cycle. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, think about it. Who we pick for the next president is going to have everything to do with whether the tax code stays the same, gets better, or gets worse. And I can only think of one that's going to make it get better, and it's not the one that everybody else thinks it is. You know, because I think that right now Republicans are just as sinful when it comes to taxes as the liberals are. I think that we really need a third party in there to really straighten things out. But that's just the libertarian in me talking. (laughs) Anyway, let's see what uh, our guest has to say about that. So, uh, Dan, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We're so thrilled to have you a part of today's show. I am glad to be on. So as we like enter our final season for the year and we've got the upcoming elections close on our heels, we've got some important things to talk about, don't we? I would say so. So first off, let's introduce your organization to the audience. Now, as I mentioned in my intro, we met at Freedom Fest, and I think that that's the most amazing place to find awesome guests for the show. Tell us about what the Tax Revolution Institute does. The Tax Revolution Institute is an organization with basically two goals. Number one, we want to replace the federal tax code with something that's going to bring freedom and prosperity for all Americans. And number two, we want to reform the IRS so no one fears the IRS if they're not doing anything wrong. Oh, those are some ambitious goals. <laughs> we, we like to set the bar, set the bar pretty high because uh, yeah. if you don't set the bar pretty high... Who knows what you'll get? <laughs> yeah, clearly you've got some work ahead of you. I mean, how long is the tax code now? I mean, and they just keep piling on more lines of code, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, depending on who you ask, uh, the tax code is either seven or uh, 70,000 pages long. <laughs> and uh, judges can't understand the tax code. Lawyers can't understand the tax code. Accountants can't understand the tax code. And we have a tax system by which, in order for the accountants even to be able to do their job, the IRS tells the accountants, we're not going to go after you if you mess something up. Um, (laughs) Even their own agents, uh, if their own agents give you advice, the IRS says you can't count on that tax advice uh, to file your returns correctly. So we essentially uh, live in a country where neither the enforcers nor the citizens understand the tax law 
And uh, we're, there's a lot of Americans who are absolutely enraged about federal tax reform uh, and the fact that it hasn't gone anywhere. And the only thing that uh, the current major party in Congress, the Republicans, have put forward is, oh, we're just going to set the clock back to 1986. We're going to do a 1986-style tax reform. Well, last I checked, 1986 was a few years ago. And uh, it didn't work because we're back in the exact same position we are now. Yeah, like 30 (laughs) years ago. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I, I, you know, I think with this upcoming election, I'm not I'm not confident with either of the candidates from the uh, two party system we're currently experiencing, although I think this will be an interesting election because we've got the Libertarian Party and the Green Party with, you know, candidates that are actually drawing attention from the other two candidates. So, you know, what is the what would be the utopian tax code for you if you could have it just the way you want it? What would that what would that look like? Well, we're not going to pretend to be an organization that's eight months old and have a tax reform plan ready to go, considering the fact that there are organizations in Washington, D.C., top policy organizations that have been coming out with tax reform plans for 40, 50, 60, 75 years and haven't come up with one that's been able to resonate with the American people. So we're focused primarily right now on studying taxes and studying tax reform. We have researchers dedicated to that. And uh, we have principles, which are we want the code to be absolutely simpler, want to replace the whole code instead of do all these little changes here and there that have been going on. And number three, the code needs to be transparent. You need to know where your taxes, your specific tax dollars are going and what they're funding. Uh, On those principles, we're doing research. But right now, we're focused directly on the IRS. And, And I'm glad you brought up the elections, because what's interesting is there's actually, because of the Green Party and Libertarian Party, a good example with the Commander-in-Chief Forum that happened uh, last night, the Libertarian Party candidate, Gary Johnson, was not invited to that forum, and the Libertarian Party sent a letter to the IAVA, which hosted the forum, saying that as a nonprofit organization, you have to be nonpartisan. Uh, therefore, if you don't let our candidate in, essentially, uh, it's probably a violation, probably a violation the IRS can come after you over. And so it kind of is helping to launch this IRS engagement in politics into the spotlight. And uh, coincidentally, TRI's major campaign right now, which is we want to flat out get the IRS, get a bunch of accountants out of making political decisions that affect the lives of millions of Americans and thousands of organizations. Well, as I'm thinking about this letter, you know, and I'm a big Go Gary fan now, and uh, I think that, you know, aren't the can't the FCC go after these these stations if they televise these things? Because I thought it was supposed to be equal time, or is that only in a two party system? What happened to the well, equal time rule? This kind of betrays the uh, uh, illegitimacy of. Uh, a government controlling speech, any type of speech, uh, whether it's political speech, whether it's hate speech, whether it's uh, what have you, that when you give a government agency control over that speech, all someone has to do to rig that in their favor is get control of the government agency is supposed to be controlling the speech. Well, with a two-party system, uh, the two parties have control over the government agencies that are supposed to be enforcing that law. And therefore, use that to their benefit and make sure that only groups that follow the two-party system 
model, um, those are the groups that are protected and the groups that don't aren't. And that, that's kind of the foolishness, uh, in our opinion, of even giving, especially the IRS, but even the FEC, control over the political speech, which is kind of an oxymoron because you can't separate <laughs> the two, but <laughs> giving them control over any speech of any Americans whatsoever. You are listening to Dan Johnson from the Tax Revolution Institute on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And this segment of our show is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners by visiting our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to over, <laughs> whoops, and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So I want to circle back to a question I asked you before, Dan. And so if the tax code, if you're looking for complete reform, what's wrong with going with Steve Forbes and just junking it for like a 15% uh, flat tax? Well, the only problem with the, the flat tax and fair tax right now, one of the biggest problems, I shouldn't say the only, one of the biggest problems with the flat tax and fair tax is uh, the flat tax was introduced in 1987 by Alvin Rabushka and hasn't gone anywhere. The fair tax was introduced in the early 90s uh, by the McNairs and hasn't gone anywhere. And so you have these two primary tax reform plans which are supposed to be the basis of all tax reform in D.C., and uh, millions of dollars have been thrown by, at them, but they haven't resonated with the American people. And so if you're going to do tax reform, you've got to resonate with the American people. And in our opinion, uh, you can't use the federal cheat code when you're talking about tax, the tax code and tax reform. You can't just go straight to the federal level and try to change it. All politics is local. Anybody who has been in politics uh, longer than a little bit knows that it's a fact. And uh, because all politics is local, what organizations should be doing is they should be going to Austin. They should be going to New York City. They should be going to their hometown. They should be going to their state. Implement the tax reform they want in their state and in their county and in their city. And then see how that compares economically. See how that compares for jobs. See how that compares for people's lives and freedom and prosperity to the other counties, the other cities, the other states. You can't skip talking to the American people about tax reform, which is what the organizations in D.C. are doing. They're not going to the communities and talking to people, what kind of tax reform do you want, and implementing it, seeing how it works in the 50 laboratories of democracy we have. What they're doing is they're going straight to D.C. and saying, well, we sure hope the people like it. We're going to get this through. Well, the problem with that is uh, in our society – the people still retain at least a small amount of control over their various congressional mm -hmm. representatives. And so if you haven't gone to the people with your tax plan and said, here is how this will work, and tried to implement it on a local and state level first, you're not going to have any success at the federal level. And we can look at ever since 1986, and we don't even really consider 86 that good. You can look all throughout the past 75 years pretty much and see how that approach has failed. All right. So if we're not into a flat income tax, what if we just abolished it altogether and did like a value added tax? Because ideally, the rich buy bigger toys at higher price tags. So wouldn't they naturally pay more? I would say so. And I would say, again, you've got to go to local communities and talk to them and convince them on this. We're 
developing the research necessary to do that at the moment. We're not focused on state and local or even federal tax reform right now. But the argument for why it hasn't worked is easier to make an argument for why it will. And the argument why it hasn't worked is you're shortcutting educating people on why the new tax system will work. And quite frankly, that's why it hasn't gone anywhere in Washington. So what would be a bulleted list of things that I would need to do first, second, and third if I want to be, and I'm in total agreement with you, and I say it all the time on this show, that all politics is local because your homeowners association is probably the most prohibitive laws you live with. So, And we have lots of those here in Arizona. I don't know um, how prevalent they are in uh, on the East Coast, but we have them everywhere. And actually, sometimes you can get shot if you attend a meeting here in Arizona with some of our uh, vocal uh, and action-oriented members in homeowners associations. But um, so if I wanted to get started, what would be like the first three or four steps I would need to take in order to start um, creating tax reform at that local level? Well, first you want to pick what your results should be. We recommend that the results of the tax reform should be a significantly more simple, significantly more transparent code. And that means cutting out a lot of special interests. So one area that uh, people are working on a lot is subsidies, tax subsidies given the special loophole given to a special company to come and produce a movie in the state or to come and uh, uh, give the citizens water or what have you. That's a great area to start because it cuts out special interests, makes the tax code simpler. Once you do that, then you need to get up to 3% of your community to back that and understand it. Once you hit that 3%, you've reached essentially an electoral tipping point and you get that legislation introduced and passed at your city council, your county commission. And then after a few months, after about a year, you look back, compare it to other counties and cities, and you'll be able to see immediately the economic difference between what's happening to your voters in your county and what's happening to the voters in the other county. Okay. All right. Well, that's a great start. So how long do these measures, once they get approved and implemented, how long before you can start seeing the results of that where you can have actual data that you can take then to the next level of government officials as you kind of work your way up to creating enough of a movement that you can start affecting the change on a state and then national level? The factors you're going to be looking at, you're going to be looking at migration. So how many people are moving into the county and how many people are moving out of it? You're going to be looking at uh, economic output of the county. So how much money is it producing? And you'll be looking at the number of jobs in the county. And you'll probably want to do your first analysis about a year out. Uh, you know, revolutions don't start and stop in a couple months. If they do, they really don't change anything. It takes some time. I believe the founders, uh, it was about 10 years after the Declaration of Independence, <clears throat> or before the Declaration of Independence, they were preparing for it. So uh, you're going to look at about a year of economic data when you're going to start to see a change. After about a couple years, two or three years, then you're going to have some really solid information to bring to the federal level. Uh, remember that Texas implemented a consumption tax in 2009. That was later turned into the fair tax movement just a couple of years later. So it didn't take long for them to look at the information and then create a movement to start heading toward the federal level. Gotcha. So that's good, though. So, so it's not like uh, it's something that'll occur in our children's lifetime. It might actually happen in our lifetime. 
I mean, that's how you yeah, know when you right. think about having to make monumental change, and mm-hmm. and on that grand of a scale, that you would think that it would be decades before, or generations before yeah. you saw any manageable um, results something that you could take away. So that's, that's, uh, that's very encouraging for folks that want to get involved. So if folks um, are interested in learning more about being a part of the tax revolution and want to find out more about what you guys do at the tax revolution Institute, where can they find you? Sure. Uh, Number one, if they're interested in getting the IRS out of politics, uh, we have a coalition of organizations dedicated to doing that at firstaa.org, whichever way you spell it, first or one ST, firstaa.org. That's our First Amendment Alliance. Secondly, if you want to help with the audits, the first ever independent audit of the IRS, you can go to auditirs.com. And our main organization's website is taxrevolution.us. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our show today. It's been quite a learning experience. I wish we had more time to spend with you, but I'm glad that you were on. We'll have to have you on again as we get closer to the election, or maybe we can start talking about some of the policies that get changed or repealed or implemented after our new president is here. Absolutely. And for those of you... They're probably all going to be terrible, but absolutely. (laughs) Well, but but then we can discuss what the greater ramifications of that are, you know, so people can, can, you know, with that information, armed with that information, they can make better decisions about their own microeconomic standing, meaning their personal financial interests. So it'll help them to plan for that a little bit more effectively. You have been listening to Dan Johnson on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And for more great resources, just visit Dan's show page if you're driving around without a pencil. Never fear, unlockyourwealthradio.com is here where you can visit Dan's show page and get the links to all of the different opportunities that you have to get involved with the Tax Revolution Institute. And for Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.